0: Welcome to Getting Healthcare Right, a bi-monthly podcast about the business of healthcare, brought to you by TriHealth and hosted by Jamie Smith, president and publisher of the Cincinnati Business Courier. In this podcast series, we explore changes being made by some healthcare systems to provide care differently and in a way that benefits patients, employers, and entire communities, all while costing less than traditional healthcare delivery. It's about getting healthcare right.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Getting Healthcare Right, brought to you by the Cincinnati Business Courier and presented by TriHealth. Today, we have dietitian and diabetes educator, Don LaRochelle. And trihealth patient Rolanda Fur. I want to thank both Don and Rolanda for being here with us today.
2: Thank you. Thanks
1: for having me. I'm really excited to hear your story, Don. I'm going to start with you. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your job?
3: Sure. Uh, my name is Don La Rochelle. I am a registered dietitian by training. And throughout my career, I have found it to be very rewarding to work with people that have a diagnosis of diabetes. And it's because of this, I decided to pursue additional education and training to become a certified diabetes care and education specialist. And in my role, I really truly believe that I have this privilege of being invited into someone's life to help them to understand and manage their diabetes. And it's because of this that I have this really wonderful opportunity to meet and to know Rolanda.
1: Excellent. Rolanda, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, I'm a 62-year-old female with a myriad of some health issues. Didn't take good care of myself. Really didn't give much thought to it. Because, you know, like everyone else, you think you're going to live forever. But met Dawn, was referred to her through my primary care. And she has set me on a path of better health.
1: You know, it's so often uh, we say life gets in the way. You have good intentions Mm -hmm. of taking care of yourself, but then you're too busy. You get busy with life, job, kids, and all together. And and we kind of lose sight of that. I guess, starting with your story, can you tell us what happened? Why was it you started to see Dawn and seek her help?
2: Well, (laughs) it's kind of funny because I had been diagnosed with prediabetes a couple years ago, but never really paid attention to it. Saw a few dietitians, but really blew off the suggestions that they gave me. And then finally, it really caught up to me when I started experiencing all the classic symptoms like the... Thirst, the dry mouth, the unexplained weight loss. I also have AFib. It contributed to that. And one day at work, I was working my summer job at Riverbend. I felt so bad. I just told them I I got to go home. And on my way home, I decided, you know, I'm not feeling really good. I'm gonna stop at the hospital. So I did. And the doctor came back and he said, "Are you on diabetes medication?" I was like, "Uh, no." I was really offended by the question. <laughs> he goes, well, your blood sugar is like 585. And I was flabbergasted. And the very next couple of days, I was in to see my primary care and he instantly referred me to Don, put me on medication. She helped me with a meal plan, suggestions, and I, I took it from there. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, that's, that's what happened, yeah. That's great. Don, you know, you can kind of fill us in on the story, but I'm guessing this is very similar story to many of the patients that you began journeys with.
3: Oh, sure. Especially that initial feeling of just unaware of what uh, next steps are and feeling overwhelmed and just not really sure where to go from from that point.
1: So tell me a little bit about what you did for her. I know she said, you know, there were some medications and diet. Talk a little bit about what you did.
3: I don't think it's so much about what I actually did for Rolanda. Rather, I feel like it's more about walking alongside of her on her journey to understanding and managing her diabetes. And there is certainly a clinical aspect to managing diabetes, like the medication piece or the testing your blood sugar piece. And that is always in the back of my mind. But that piece can be really confusing, uh, can be complicated. It can be really overwhelming to an individual. So I always want to focus on that human piece. I want to be able to put together an individualized plan with Rolanda to help her to be successful. But I also wanted Rolanda to know that I was available to answer any questions that she may have. I wanted to be available for any concerns or potential roadblocks that she may be experiencing. And more importantly, I wanted to be able to celebrate her successes along the way and just provide her the support that she needed to be successful with managing her diabetes. And my hope was that Rolanda would be able to gain the confidence that she needed to know that she could manage her diabetes and that she could manage her diabetes very well. And she certainly has accomplished this goal, and she really continues to do so on a daily basis. Um, I have the benefit of being able to talk with her on a regular basis, and I'm just so impressed and proud with everything that she's accomplished.
1: I know you read about this happening all the time, but what can happen if the diabetes either goes untreated or even if you know it and you may be doing some things for it, but it's undertreated? What are some of the outcomes?
3: Sure. And I do think that's really, truly an important question to ask and also to consider, especially because diabetes is considered to be a progressive disease. So that early diagnosis and proper treatment is really going to improve the overall well-being of the individual and improve the health outcomes of the individual as well. Because uncontrolled diabetes can be really problematic Uh, In the short term, uncontrolled diabetes can really impact many aspects of daily life. For example, it can impact moods, it can impact energy level, it can impact your ability to get good quality sleep, it can impact your ability to concentrate, and much, much more. In the long term, uncontrolled diabetes really does increase your risk of developing numerous complications like heart disease, kidney disease, eye disease, uh, sexual dysfunctions, and uncontrolled diabetes may really definitely decrease the quality of life. So again, early diagnosis and proper treatment are just key to improving health outcomes for the individual.
1: I wish people could see a podcast because everything that you're saying, Rolanda shaking her head like, Yes, <laughs> yes, that was yes. there. That
2: was I there. I had all of that. Yes. I had all of that. Yeah. I did not sleep well. I would wake up exhausted the next morning. I literally would not be able to walk from my bedroom to the living room to the kitchen. And I'm tired. I am really tired. And I didn't I couldn't do anything. So Now I have so much more energy, I am able to go on long walks. I actually have started going to the gym, which I loathe exercise, but I realized I'm not going to be able to keep my A1C in check without exercise. And Don suggested earlier, a while ago, that I would need to get my body moving. I was like, oh God, Don, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Dawn, tell me this, is diabetes under control in our uh, country or is it on the rise? Where are we at this point in time?
3: Diabetes is definitely um, becoming more and more prevalent. And the unfortunate part is that many people are just simply unaware that they have a diagnosis of diabetes and also pre-diabetes for that matter. And if you're unaware that you have a diagnosis of diabetes, then you're unable to take the steps that you need to improve your health. Recommended screening for diabetes is at the age of 35. And the goal is to be able to capture those people with a diagnosis sooner rather than later. Um, it's also really important to have a relationship with a primary care provider that can provide that individualized care, that individualized support, and of course, hopefully a referral to diabetes education as well. Um, Because as I mentioned earlier, that early diagnosis and that proper treatment is really going to help improve those health outcomes and overall well-being for that individual.
1: You know, you talked about, uh, obviously, it's on the rise and a lot of people don't have it under control. I'm guessing this is why diabetes management has become such a critical part of TriHealth Population Health Strategy?
3: I think one of the goals of TriHealth Population Health Model is simply to provide more resources, um, more resources to the provider more resources to the patient so that we can improve the well-being of the individual and the overall health outcomes. So given that diabetes is chronic and possibly very complicated, and being able to help a patient manage their diabetes is only going to positively impact other aspects of their health. It really just makes sense to have our team of diabetes educators as part of that strategy, because our goal as educators is really to help people live well with diabetes.
0: Now,
1: Rolanda, you know, you talked earlier that you had been told you were pre-diabetic or you were at that stage, didn't do anything about it. You know, what empowered you from working with Don and for you to take that uh, control back of your life and to uh, get control of your health?
2: Well, one, I wanted to live longer, (laughs) to be honest. And I have some family members who have lost a limb because of diabetes. I had a cousin who passed away from diabetes and my nephew has just been diagnosed with it. And now, you know, I have it. I wanted to feel better. I got tired of being like I was and feeling like I was. So what Dom put together for me and she helped me and she encouraged me You know, I I did have that brief moment where I I sat on that side of my bed and I cried and, you know, (laughs) and it was like, you know what, I can't do this. I can't do this because if I don't take better care of myself, I'm not going to be here for the long run. And so, yeah, I just want I want to live longer and I want to feel better in the process. And I'm going to be retiring in about five years and I want to be able to do things when I do. So. This is where it has gotten me. And I, I'm so glad I did. I feel so much better. And I can't wait when I to come back and get my A1C check um, and see what it's going to be. So, yeah.
3: It's just so exciting to hear on a regular basis from Rolanda about her excitement for educating herself on how to manage her blood sugar, just like how the exercises improves her blood sugar um, she's gardening and canning and just all these new experiences that her improved health has brought her way
1: you know i talk to my trainer all the time about this is a journey you know you have your good weeks your bad weeks your good mm-hmm. months your bad months mm-hmm. you know you can work out like crazy but if you're also not watching your intake but doesn't do you any good so having someone help you on that journey share education share motivation share praise and reward right that's all a part of this
3: and I think actually I get more benefit out of it than I think she does because it's just so <laughs> it's so rewarding for me. <laughs> I don't know about
2: that, you know, but I can do get a kick out of when she'll text me or something. And, you know, I'm at work and then I was like, oh, my dietitian just texted me. you know. Nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Rolanda, what would you say to someone that has been diagnosed to be pre-diabetic? What would you say to them, given the journey you've been on?
2: I would tell them, first and foremost, to seek some professional help. Seek some professional help. Get some guidance. It doesn't mean that you have to all of a sudden start eating. You have to eat better, yes, but you can still eat your same foods. You just can't eat a whole bunch of those foods. That's one thing I was scared of. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to eat some of the things that I like. But I, I realized it's all about portion control and the amount of things that you eat. Mm -hmm. So like my first test came for holiday dinner. Don said I could eat the things that we normally have, but I would have to watch what I put on my plate and eat with a smaller plate. You know, I could have dessert, but I could only eat a little bit of dessert and have one cocktail, you know, and I stuck to it. And it was like, it wasn't so bad. (laughs) So get some professional guidance on, you know, to get you through the first steps and to teach you and to show you.
1: You know, I think we always go in through life thinking, yeah, I know I need to lose weight or I know I need to exercise or I know I need this, but oftentimes we just don't take that step. So it's great when somebody helps you take that step because it makes it easier. Don, as a non-healthcare person, is this something that like when I do a routine physical that I'm going to find out or do I need to take an extra step and specifically ask for something with the diabetes check?
3: Uh, yes, Jamie, when you reach a certain age, the A1C is going to just be part of your yearly screening with your primary care provider. Screening begins at the age of 35 so that from there it's a routine check on your A1C level, which is an indicator of a diagnosis of diabetes. So, you know, if you have some risk factors, then of course they, you know, may begin a little bit earlier. Um, If you have a family history, if your weight is a concern, if a woman has had gestational diabetes earlier in her life. So there are risk factors. But again, 35 years of age is when we're finding the uh, recommendation for screening.
1: Any other answers you have for our audience, Don, that you would like to say about the program there and just about advice you might give them?
3: Well, I really just wanted to actually thank you for taking the time to highlight the importance of diabetes education and really the positive role that a diabetes educator can play in supporting a provider. And supporting people that are living with diabetes, because the ultimate goal is really to help people with diabetes live a better life. And I also wanted to thank you for sharing Rolanda's story, because it is definitely possible to live well with diabetes. And she's just a shining example of how to do so.
1: Well, I wanna thank you both for coming on the podcast today. You know, I feel every time I do one of these uh, episodes, I learn something new. I get a little more motivated to, you know, take those extra steps. And I'm sure there are many listeners that are going to hear the story that are going to do the same thing and also share it with their employees, their family members, their loved ones. Because we all, like Rolanda said, we want to live longer, right? We want to get to retirement. We want to enjoy what's out there after work. So thank you both for being here. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate you giving it to us and adding your story to our population health journey. I'd also like to thank our audience for tuning in and would like to remind them if you've missed any of the past episodes of Getting Healthcare Right, please go to cincinnatibusinesscourier.com and click on our menu in the top left corner, look under partner content and click on Getting Healthcare Right and you will be able to find all of our past episodes. wanna thank you all and I hope you all have a great day.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for downloading Getting Healthcare Right, presented by the Cincinnati Business Courier and sponsored by TriHealth. To learn more, visit TriHealth.com.